Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Winning. Weekly. Smith for the win. Runchy K. Yo, what's good, everyone, and welcome back to the second preview episode of the 2023 NCAA college football preview. I could smell fall. I could smell the fall in the air. Week zero is is about to be single-digit days away. We just did the ACC and the SEC. The last episode, check that out. Quick half hour uh, with, with Chip Murphy and Greg Albert, as always. We could also catch us on the Jets episodes. And here we are today. We're going to be doing the Big Ten and the Big 12. And without further ado, Chip, start us off with the Big Ten. What do you like as a conference winner? What do you got for an over? What do you got for an under? Okay, so I'm going to conference winner. I love Michigan this year. I'm definitely taking Michigan. So my top three, though, I'm going uh, Wisconsin to win the Big Ten West, plus 140 on FanDuel. I love Luke Fickle. Uh, and my over and unders, uh, Nebraska over six and a half, uh, plus 114 on FanDuel and Northwestern under two and a half plus 118 on FanDuel. Like I said, I love Luke Fickle. They have one of the easiest schedules in the country. The only game they're going to be a dog in is Ohio State. I think they could easily win 10 games. No, I don't see them losing any other game. I, Love that he brought in Tanner Mordecai and that he's changing the entire Wisconsin offense. He brought in an air raid offensive coordinator. He's going completely against the Wisconsin playbook, which if you look at what Wisconsin fans think, they love that. They think that there needed to be okay. a shakeup there. And again, I, I think Luke Fickle is one of the 10 best coaches in the country. The fact that he was able to win like that at what is historically a basketball school in Cincinnati, I'm really interested to see if he can shake up the Big Ten like that. Um, Northwestern under, oh, sorry, John. No, it's all good. I just, what'd you say the number was for you for Michigan to win the conference? Oh, I didn't, sorry, I didn't see that one. I, I just have them, they, they were like plus 180. They, I see it. As. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on, interesting right now on FanDuel, there's Michigan to go undefeated for this season at plus 240. So yeah, I, I, I would I know, take, I would take that first. Because if they win the conference, they're beating Ohio State. Yeah, it's just a regular season. It, it doesn't it doesn't count the playoff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a that's a bit of a better bang for your buck, an extra sixty over there. If it's plus one eighty all the way to plus two forty, and I mean, unlo- you know, you have some more outs with the conference. Like if Ohio State messes up here and there, but I, I agree with you. If you like Michigan, I would just take the go to go undefeated. I, I wouldn't yes. even touch a conference because if you think they're going to win the conference, then you assume because everybody, I know people are high on Penn state, but if you think Michigan's going to win the conference anyway, you obviously think they're going to beat Penn state. So you might as well take them to, to go to run the table. But yeah, like I was saying, Northwestern under two and a half wins. That's kind of self-explanatory. I think they're going to be a complete train wreck this year. Uh, eventually, at the end of the season, they're going to clean house of everyone that's there, including the AD probably, 
Including the program, most yeah, likely. Program. <laughs> we'll see. Exactly. I feel bad for the kids who were there if they weren't involved in any of this stuff. But let's be honest, man. A lot of these kids transferred. Their top recruits all left and didn't go. I I think it's going to be a disaster there. And I was high on Nebraska last year, and I was totally wrong. <laughs> totally <laughs> wrong. But I'm a huge fan of the Matt Rule hire, and I'm totally drinking the Nebraska Matt Rule Kool-Aid taking the over there. I'm not going crazy enough to take them to win the Big Ten West just yet. Maybe at <laughs> maybe, next year, maybe next year. If we're doing this next year, I will probably do something crazy like take them. But I love that he brought in Jeff Sims. I think that was really underrated. I think he's already got some good recruits coming in. I, I don't know. I, I think it was a great hire there. And I, I think like like Wisconsin, they have a little bit more difficult of a schedule than Wisconsin, but there's some winnable games. They could struggle to pick up that uh, seventh win at the end of the year, but it could depend on the Iowa game at the end of the year, which could be difficult, but I'm also not high on Iowa this year. So I'm yeah. much higher on Nebraska this year than Iowa. So I, I see that as actually plus money, a plus 114. So Yes, that's enough. I always try and take plus money on the totals. I don't see the point in taking minus money on totals. I just don't. All right. Real quick, before I see what Greg thinks about those two picks, what are your thoughts on Rutgers? Over three and a half? Or are you sticking no. with the under? Plus, under three and a half, I was plus 152. I'm not. I, I don't want to bet win totals for Rutgers. I don't have any <laughs> confidence in them and being good. I don't want to take the under because I don't. I'm going to cautiously bet them game by game is what I'm going to do with them. And dangerous. That's dangerous. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's a dangerous move. I know it's a dangerous move, but look, I, I was looking at the, we, uh, my family was out of state. We were on vacation in Massachusetts and I was looking at Rutgers win totals. I'm like, Oh, should I bet this right now? And my brother was like, <laughs> it's fucking Rutgers. <laughs> like you're not going to take the over on Rutgers football. Are you? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should do that. <laughs> I really shouldn't do that. You're lucky you have your brother around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Greg, what are your thoughts on the big 10, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Northwestern underpick. I was back and forth on if I should bet it or not. Um, it's low. It's low. It's a low. And it's I usually low. like, I usually like one of the, one or two of those really low ones, um, each season it's just because it's fun. Yeah. Look at their schedule, Greg, and you'll yeah. be like, oh, maybe I should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, um, Wisconsin, I stayed away from. You know, the air raid offense coming to Wisconsin is just <laughs> such an oxymoron that I was thinking about taking the under. I ended up staying away just because, you know, they, they are the odds on favorite to win their, their side of the conference. I, you know, I think they have a pretty good schedule. I like Fickle from Cincinnati. So he's bringing some guys over. Um, for my picks, I, I, I liked Nebraska uh, and it was more about Matt Rule. I have a tough time quitting Matt Rule, I guess. I'm not <laughs> sure why that is. Um, and less about Nebraska and the program. I wasn't so high on them. Um, as a team or as a program as Chip was, it's more Matt Rule. I think he could turn it around. I think he could turn it around pretty quick. So over six and a half, I like that. I'm going to be taking that. And then, I mean, the big one for me is just kind of who's going to win this conference and who's going to. I think someone from this conference is going to be representing uh their conference in the college football playoff. So I like I like Penn State as plus six hundred to win the conference. 
and the over nine and a half. I think they had a sneaky good season last year. I don't think a lot of people were talking about them, but 11 and two straight up, nine and three against the spread. I'll take that all day long. Um, defense was top notch. Their offense was 50th to 25th in most categories across the board. And they're getting their two running backs last year who almost ran for 2000 yards. Uh, decent amount of returners. I think eight on offense, eight on defense. Well, well good. Defense. The entire, the entire offensive line, including yeah. the left tackle is going to be a first round pick. Yeah. So they, they have some players. Uh, the big question for them is quarterback, right? So, um, they've been waiting for this kid for years, though. I know Not for years, but he's supposed to be the guy. He's the supposed fans to be the guy, but last I, year, I feel like Penn State's always is had the guy that's supposed to be the guy like three or four times since I've really been starting to watch college football. Yo, what about Hackenberg, dude? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot <laughs> no, but of this guy, this guy is beyond Hacken. This guy's like the chosen one. The way he's like, he's, he's supposed to be. So at plus 600, I think it's good odds. I mean, I think they, they play Ohio State. They play Michigan. So those are going to be two tough games, obviously, for them on the season. But other than that, they're going to be double digit favorites in every other game. Michigan right now preseason, they get them at home. It's a three and a half point game. That's a coin flip game for me. <laughs> and then at Ohio State, I just don't know what we're getting with Ohio State. I was thinking about it, and it's kind of a little bit of a longer form question, but we were talking about the SEC in the last episode. We kind of went quick. Is I feel like there's more unknowns this year going into college football than in years past. Like especially these big time programs. We talked about Alabama. We talked about their Georgia quarterback a little situation. Bit. You mean? Yeah, just Ohio State and now uh, Penn State as well as Michigan. Like, I just don't know what we're getting from all these big-time programs. So at plus 600, they're plus 460 to make the playoff. So I think plus 600 is just better odds. And let's worry about the conference. Let's get that done, Penn State, and then we'll figure out the playoffs later. But um because the odds are better for them to make the playoffs, like I think that signals to me that Vegas thinks they're going to be having a chance, a decent chance to make the playoffs. So they're going to be competitive in this conference. So plus 600 to win the conference <laughs> might be a shocker. I don't like taking those Ohio States, Michigan's, you know, Alabama, I think it's good money this year, but Georgia, <laughs> those the big time favorites. I like to try to stay away from them. So yeah, Penn state all the way for me. What about you, John? What are you thinking for uh, the big time? Well, I'm definitely with you on Drew Aller uh, and Penn state. They're bringing back their entire offensive line. Their running yep. backs killed it. Uh, they have a, their entire defense is coming back besides, uh, two, including Brown and Porter though. So that's kind of tough. Obviously, Porter Jr. was a beast. Uh, but they had that crazy outside linebacker, had that breakout season, uh, Abdul Carter. They always have good linebackers. Like they're always going to have a decent pass rush. They're always going to have a decent defense. So I think the nine and a half is too easy. And then when I look at it, it's minus 140. So Vegas also thinks it's too easy because they could lose both Ohio State and Michigan and run the table otherwise, which like you said, they're favorite in every game. Only a couple of them are single digits, right? One's nine and a half uh, at yeah. Maryland and one's nine at Illinois. And then the three and a half. Um, I mean, and that's it. Everything yeah. else there. That, that, so if they just hit all of those, that's the over nine and a half. That's your minus 140. So that's honestly easy to me. Um, where it starts getting difficult is what's, what's going to happen in the Ohio State game, what's going to happen in the Michigan game, and are they going to make it? I do think they're going to make it. I think they're going to beat both of them, to be honest with you. I think the Michigan game is going to be closer than Ohio State. And I, I think Penn State is going to win this conference, and I think they're going to make it to the playoff. I, but I, I'm not sure how that's going to go. We'll see how the other teams look in the playoff. But – 
to be honest with you, Penn State, Florida State so far, I, those are, the, we, uh, we did the ACC yesterday. We, we, obviously somebody from the SEC is coming in, <laughs> whether it's Alabama or Georgia or LSU, maybe. So yep. honestly, this is our third conference that we're previewing. And I think this is the third co- playoff team that I got. I love Penn State this year. I love that they had their entire offensive line coming back. It just scares me that other people are like them, but then I look at the odds and they're third. Like they're way behind Ohio State and Michigan until the season starts. So I'm okay with it. Like you said, I agree with you on Ohio State. Uh, I think with CJ Stroud gone, it's going to be tough for them, but they have the number one offensive player in the league. Yes. Uh, his name is Marvin Harrison Jr. and he's an absolute killer. So we got to watch out for him. They're going to put up points against teams. I'm also, I like Michigan. Like, uh, I, I'm just like, I, I like Michigan this year. I think the only game they're going to have trouble with is this Penn State game. So, uh, we'll see. I, I think Michigan might beat Ohio State again. And then I believe that Penn State's going to beat Michigan and then they're going to play each other again in the, in the, in the championship. So, and then we'll see what happens. It's possible that Michigan loses in the, in the regular season and then beats them. Like, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays off. But yeah. Instead of it being Michigan, Ohio State, I think it's going to be Michigan, Penn State this year. Last in the championship last... game? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Last few things that I want Chip, I want to Chip to chime in on Penn State. So I feel like he's going to have something to say about Penn State and James Franklin. James Franklin, three and nine against Ohio State yeah, and Michigan was... since he's been there in 2017 is one thing to point out. Uh, John, to piggy off what you said for Chip for going undefeated. Uh, Penn State plus a thousand to go undefeated. It's pretty good. It's better than plus 600 to win the conference. It's better than plus 450 or 460 to make the national championship. Last thing of why I like Penn State and why I think they have a good shot this year. Ranked eighth in the country. Defense is ranked eighth in the country in turnovers last year. Um, they talk about turnover luck. I think a lot of it's opportunity with turnovers. Ohio State ranked 68th. Michigan ranked 81st in the country. I think when you start looking at those like 50-50 balls, I think they might go Penn State's way this year. If this defense could keep turning them over, Joey Porter, you know, he's gone. A couple other guys gone. So they have to reload at some spots, but that front seven, that, that linebacking core, hopefully getting some pressure on this, this, uh, these opponents leading us to, to some turnovers for them. So Chip, what do you think about Penn State winning it all in the Big Ten this year? I think the key to me is still what you said about James Franklin being three and nine against Ohio <laughs> State and Michigan since he got there. Yeah. I will believe that he can beat one or both of them in the same season when I, when I see it happen consistently. Like I just don't see it. Yeah. Like I, I don't believe like believe, Michigan yeah. is so Michigan. Like you were talking about Penn State bringing everybody back. Michigan brought everybody back too. They brought yep. back most of their production from last year. And yes, Ohio State lost their quarterback, but they also brought back one of the best wide receivers and running backs in the country. They still have, if not the best wide receiver room in the country, the second best wide receiver room in the country, one of the top three at least. And no one's talking about Travion Henderson. He's amazing, amazing running back. So they're still loaded. Michigan is loaded. J.J. McCarthy's really good. Blake Corum's amazing. I don't know, man. I... I take, I'd still take both their rosters over Penn State's and it all, but it all comes down to how good is Drew Aller going to be? Who, who knows? Like yeah, if yeah. he turns out to live up to his hype as a recruit, then man, Penn State would be right in the thick of it because he may end up being the best quarterback out of those three teams. Yeah. Again, it's only coming down to three games. 
It's going to come down to Ohio State versus of Michigan. Course. It's going to come to Penn State versus Ohio State, Penn State versus Michigan. That's that, that that's, that's what it always comes down to in the Big Ten. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it's all going to figure anyway, itself yeah. out. I do like the Wisconsin air raid idea, but that's just for fun. <laughs> I'm not really yeah. taking that. <laughs> I I'm looking forward to seeing. I like the Tanner Mordecai kid they got there from SMU. He threw for a billion yards at SMU. I think he's going to be. He's going to make things very interesting there. But yeah, they're not going to beat Ohio State on the road, of course. All right. Any last words on uh, the Big Ten before we move on to the Big Twelve? All right. I'm all set. Greg, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What do we think about the Big 12? I mean, it seems competitive from the outside, but then you start looking closer, you might start finding some gaps. Uh, are, are you, are you a longhorn this year? It, never. You, oh, <laughs> never. I might, I might, I might be just betting the under just to be a party pooper with everyone else. Man. Horns down. Text- Texas is back every single season. <laughs> I say this it every year they year. actually are, though. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's how it always goes. So I'm looking in the crumbs. I'm trying to find something here, a little value here and there. Dude. I, all right. So let's start with my unders because I feel like it's a little bit more pessimistic. <laughs> West Virginia, four and a half. Iowa State, four and a half. I talked about kind of liking these, these low totals. Um, these are low totals, but I just think this, this conference is very strong. They're going to be beating each other up. And if you don't have top end talent, I mean, West Virginia's defense ranked hundredth in the country in most defensive categories last year. Um, not returning a ton of people. It's six on offense, seven on defense. So I guess half, half the squad's not bad. Offense again, middle of the road on everything. And when you look at the schedule, I see one guaranteed win. Um, other than that, every game is going to be competitive and they're double digit favorites in four games. So I don't know where you scrape together four or five wins from this West Virginia team. I see some places have it at three and a half. Some places have it at four and a half. So it depends on where you're getting it. Um, I want it closer to what minus 110 as I can get it. So whatever that is on your sports book, I would go with that because I just don't see four wins on this, on this. Uh, schedule for West Virginia. The other one, I hate to say it because I feel like the Jets have such a connection with Iowa State over the last <laughs> few years. But, you know, Will McDonald's gone. I don't know where this offense goes. I mean, it ranked 100th, 120th in a lot of categories. <laughs> they return a lot of guys, so maybe they take a step. But again, five and a half, four and a half, I see in different sports books. I see one double digit favorite on this, on the schedule so far. I know schedules change, but four and eight last year. Don't see a ton of improvement on this squad. So yeah, give me one those two unders in the conference last year. What's up? One and eight in the conference last year. They one were. and eight in the conference last year. And it was all on defense. I mean, we all remember, you know, Iowa state, Iowa also too. They have all the off field stuff right over the last few yeah. years. It seems like allegedly people are gambling on games. 
So I think there's a lot of scrutiny in the program, a lot of people, a lot of eyes on the program. Coach might be on the hot seat. AD might be on the hot seat. Players might be on the hot seat. We don't know. So um, last last thing, strength of schedule, according to this guide that I use, seventh toughest out of the country. It's a tough schedule for them. I just don't see how you scrape together four or five wins if you're Iowa State this season. I mean, I, I like almost all the unders. Uh, in this conference as well, which makes no sense, obviously, but I'm not going to take them. I just have no confidence in any of these teams. But for me, the one that really, really stands out is TCU, man. TCU, nine and a half. I think they're going to stink this year. Uh, they had Duggan last year. Um, it was the, it was the most amazing season for them, honestly. Uh, one of the, you know, they had a wide receiver go in the first round. Did he go in the first? Yeah, right. He won in the first. Yeah. Um, Johnson went yeah. to, yeah, Chargers. Yeah. So like they, they're, they're about to, uh, have a little fall from grace. Uh, but when you look at the schedule, there's not, I don't really see difficult teams, right? The opening game, uh, versus Colorado was very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Versing, uh, oh Prime and his son and the number if one Colorado coach, wins that game. The hype is going to be insane. Dude, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's 21. It's, it's, they're minus 21. That's crazy. I don't, that's a, that's an insane number. That is literally going off of last year. So I wonder, uh, if that's going to change once, uh, September 2nd rolls around. Uh, we're getting kind of close though. Yeah. If they lose that game, <laughs> I mean, they do have a nickel state after. So they're, <laughs> they're minus 48. So they'll, they'll pick up there, but they can lose to Colorado. They can lose to SMU and those are both home games. They also have Texas at home. Uh, that, those are three very difficult games. I think it's funny that they have West Virginia and Iowa State back to back. Greg, you're going to be a big TCU fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's trash. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, TCU is my huge under here. But I got Texas winning uh, the conference, and I'm uh, I'm excited to see uh, what Chip has to say about about that Texas winner. I, I'm with everything you guys have said so far. You literally. <laughs> Went right with me. Uh, John, I have Texas to win the Big 12 and TCU under. And Greg, the West Virginia under. I, I love that one because yeah, I love the, the dead man walking coach thing. I think Neil Brown is probably the most likely coach to get fired during the season. So okay. I think that team's going to be so uninspired. I think you're right on with that. And they have a tough non-conference schedule. They open up, they play Penn State, and they got the backyard brawl against Pitt. I think I don't think he lasts the whole season. I think that's a good one. And John, I'm with you on TCU 100%. I think there's going to be regression. You also have, you have the offensive coordinator leaving too. Garrett Riley went to Clemson. That's always, a, that's always spells trouble and new quarterback. Yeah. But I, yeah. I don't know if I said nine and a half, but it's seven and a half and, and it's minus money. But I still I'll, like the under. Still, still take it. It's, but it's also, it's plus, uh, TCU under is plus money on FanDuel, plus 118 on FanDuel. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you um, go. But shop, shop those lines. Yeah, plus one. Yeah. All right. Um, my my other total is Oklahoma State over six and a half wins, which is minus money, six and a half. I think everybody's sleeping on Oklahoma State. It's crazy. Yeah, like Mike Gundy has been there 18 seasons. He's won seven regular season games in 13 of those 18 seasons. They always just hang around. They're always good. I don't buy that Oklahoma State is just going to fall off a cliff. I don't buy that at all. I think they're going to still be good. So, and then I, I'm with you on Texas. 
hundred percent. I, I guess I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on Texas too. Texas is back, whatever. I like Quinn Ewers. I want to, it's good for college football if Texas is good. Let's be honest. We all, we all want Texas to be good because even if you hate Texas, which I, I mean, I'm from New Jersey. I don't have a strong opinion on the one way or the other, <laughs> but like it's better for them to be back so you can hate them. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the Yankees, like where even if people hate the Yankees, you want them to be good so you can root against them in the playoffs, right? I would love that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love if we could be bad enough to make the playoffs so everyone can hate us. That, that, that's a different story for a different day. That would be awesome. <laughs> you can hate us all you want in the playoffs, but you can't right now because we suck. Um, the last one that I'm going to look at, and uh, I don't feel too confident about this, but it's just a team that I, I have my eye on this year is SMU. Uh, they have a pretty easy schedule. Um, they have a, the 89th toughest schedule of 133. Pretty easy, if you ask me. Um, the problem is they get smacked by like Rice every year. Like Rice owns them, right? And Rice has like two wins yeah. a season. So like, uh, so what is an easy schedule really? Um, but I mean, Louisiana Tech, Prairie View at TCU. I think that's a, that's a crazy one. They have Charlotte. They're at ECU. They're at Temple. Like, I, those are, they, they win a couple of those games. We're, we're already like one or two games from the, from the over. Um, they have 16 starters coming back, eight on offense, eight on defense. It's a second year with their offensive coordinator. So some continuity there. They're like trying to build something as opposed to someone who, like a team that really peaked last year. I think that it's slow because they were bad last year, but I think they're like starting to figure it out or at least I'm hoping so. So I, I have my eye on SMU. They're they're like um a week to week bet for me. Uh like that plus that plus fifteen at Oklahoma week two or yeah, week two on September 9th. I really like that. Fifteen points. I might hit the money line there. I might see if I can take TCU early, because ten points is crazy. I, I I don't think that's gonna be there uh on September twenty third. So I might just like, you know, try to make some quirky parlays. And speaking of parlays, if you are interested in and listening to these previews and you like some of the conference winners we, we're picking, if you throw some of those together, uh, you can get some really, really good odds. And on FanDuel and DraftKings, I saw that they uh, let you parlay the conference winners. I have a couple of NFL and NCAA mm-hmm. uh, nice. together for like less than a dollar to win uh, un- unreal amount of money, which is, is never going to hit. But if it does, yeah. uh, <laughs> if I'm right about everything, which will never happen, um, that, that'll be, uh, that'll be something. So it also just gives me something to root for, right? So you can't really do that with the over-unders. So like I might, you know, mess around. Yeah, sure. I have Texas, but maybe I'll take, you know, one with SMU just, just in case. Obviously it's not going to happen, but you know, just to, you know, just to mess around, you throw Penn State in, into one, you know, you leave Clemson out, of course, you know, you know how it is, but you know, <laughs> um, Greg, anything else you got on, uh, the Big 12? Yeah, last last team I'm looking at, I can't decide if it's going to be like a weekly bet thing or what is. I got addicted at one point last year to bet in Kansas, <laughs> and I might be back again this year. <laughs> uh, you know, Jalen Daniels was quarterback last year, got hurt. They started out five and zero. Um, you know, he's obviously back and healthy. Ten returners on offense, including the quarterback. Defense was the problem last year, and bad. You know, backup quarterback playing the second half of the season, but. Um, 
you know, when they were winning games, it was 55-42, 48-30, 35-27. I mean, these are big-time scores. So check out Kansas in the over. Uh, six, I think, is the line. Might be six and a half. Um, but they have a good shot to start the season 4-0. I mean, tough two games are Illinois and BYU, which are like one or two-point spreads. They have both of them at home. And then two road games, which are their double-digit favorites. So they might start 4-0. And then they have a lot of spreads that are 4, 5, and 6 um, the rest of the way. So you could need to pick up two or three wins. Might be something to look at. I'm interested to see if Jalen Daniels can stay healthy. But um, that defense, seven uh, seven def- uh, returning defensive guys, all in the secondary and linebacker. So hopefully they take a step up. And they completely gutted and reloaded that defensive line. So... A little bit of pressure will help this team out go from being ranked 120th, 117th, 115th in the country at a 133 in most spots. Also, I don't know why I was talking about SMU, but uh, I know it's a different conference, but it's just because uh, TCU was playing with them. But anyway, that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, that's my last one though for the Big 12. All right, we'll uh, we'll do the uh, the AAC next week. <laughs> we also got to do the Pac 12. Which I Pac-12, love. we have to. There's oh, a lot last, to talk about with one. the Pac-12. Um, so we'll do those two next week, and then we'll leave uh the Mac and the Sun Belt uh for the for the last uh episode of the Sun Belt before week zero, baby. It's right around the corner, and of course we'll t- we'll touch on the independent Notre Dame, who's obviously going to make the college playoff, but that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> Shout out Sam Hartman. It's going to be a season. By the way, I'm telling you right now, I cannot wait until we hear the Sam Hartman kind of Anthony Richardson uh angle when, when, like during this season. All of a sudden, he's going to come up. Like maybe Notre Dame's going to lose some games because they're not like well coached or whatever it is. But Sam Hartman's going to be on the map. Uh, I can't. I cannot wait for for the season of Hartman. He's going to throw for a lot of touchdowns this year. And they're the, I'm telling you, the Heisman narrative, we talked on the last episode, the Heisman narrative is going to be there for Sam Hartman. They're going to be pushing it. And the schedule is tough though. But if they pull off like one of those wins, like if they beat Clemson, the, yeah. like we were talking about the Dion narrative, or if they beat TCU, imagine Sam Hartman has a big game and they beat Clemson. Isn't it at Clemson that game too? I think it, it might is. be. Yeah, if they oh, beat Clemson imagine. at Clemson. Yeah. Oh, I imagine, Chip. I imagine. Well, I took him after we did the last episode. I don't know if you took him to win the Heisman, John. I took him to win the Husband. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> like, have Hartman everywhere. What, what, yeah. what are your odds on him? Wasn't like plus 1,600, I think. Yeah. I, I think I'm, it went down. Yeah, I have, yeah. For, like, I have for 1,600 as well. Yeah. I also have him on Mojo. If you're in New Jersey, definitely look at, look at that app. Yes. I, got, I got Hartman everywhere, man. His numbers are going, whether he wins the Husband or not, he's going to throw for a lot of yards. He's a and great he's, quarterback. And he's going to get drafted. Yes. Yeah. That's why he left. He left because, you know, he, he's much more likely to be drafted higher from Notre Dame. And also he's going to make more money at Notre Dame than he would. Wait for I, also, <laughs> I also, I also think this is so funny because literally for the rest of time, it's going to be Sam Hartman from Notre Dame. <laughs> like, yeah. like, <laughs> which is kind of sucks for Wake Forest, but hey, it, it's so funny. It's, it's literally like saying LeBron. Is, is, you know, is a Laker, like is, is an all time Laker. Like you're just yeah. like, it's just like such a weird, 
Like, especially, yeah, especially if Notre Dame's really good. Like if they go to a New Year's Six Bowl or something, then he is a Notre Dame quarterback. It's so, like, it's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, when he gets drafted, it's going to be like, oh, I can't believe how high this Notre Dame quarterback's going to yeah. be. People are going to start judging him based on Notre Dame quarterback. It's just funny. Like he has, he's not going to go to one class. <laughs> you know, he yeah. Has, I don't know. It's just, I think it's going to be fun. All right. Any last thoughts here? No. Um, right. just one more. Uh, I talked the last episode, Boston College for the ACC is a team I'm going to fade all year. You brought up Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a team I'm going to fade all year in the Big 12. What it, their, their win total is insane to me. Eight yeah. It is. I'm looking at right now. We have no idea if Brett Venables is a good coach. Yeah. And they're bringing back the same quarterback last year, Gabriel, who they were bad last year with him. And I know he was hurt for part of the year, but they still weren't very good when he played. We've again, we have no idea if this guy can coach. He's supposed to be a defensive coordinator, and the defense was terrible last year. I know it was one year, but that's it's still such a high win total for a guy in his second year after a bad first season. I feel like we have completely forgotten about how bad last year was, and we're just like, oh, it's Oklahoma again. Like, no, it's not. Like, look what happened last year. They could really suck again. Well, well Chip, uh, this is uh, like my dumb gambling brain as me and Greg like to refer to ourselves <laughs> when we're discussing this. And it's so funny you bring that up. And this is maybe a, a nice little way to end uh, this episode, but I will never forget how bad Oklahoma was last year because around this time last year, I was putting them in all of my parlays and oh, I was really? killing it everywhere. And there was just 0% chance of any of these hitting because of Oklahoma. So I have a personal vendetta against Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. I will not forget last year. I hate Oklahoma. I didn't even like when I looked at the odds for the conference and I saw that Texas and Oklahoma were, uh, were near each other. And like it really fell off after that. I was like, oh, this is easy for me. Like, this is not, I'm not even looking at Oklahoma. I cannot wait to fade them under eight. No problem. I'm going to bet against them from week to week. Like, that's going to be something that I always just toss in. Like, I can't stand, I can't stand them. So am I. I'm going to put that in parlays and Michigan State too, because I hate Michigan State the way you like. I'm going to fade Michigan State all year. I just hate Michigan State. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. All right. That wraps up our episode. If you're on YouTube, if you could like and subscribe to our channel, that'd be great. We just need a couple more subscribers here uh, to, to change up for us on Knicks, Jets, ETC, period. Uh, and also, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, give us that like, give us that subscribe. It'll help us out. That's pretty much it. We have two more preview episodes for the conferences. And then it's week zero. If you like yeah, NFL, we'll- if you like NFL, we'll be me and Greg will be doing uh, obviously from week to week, but we'll have an AFC and an NFC preview. Uh, with the divisions, obviously we we uh, we're gonna be picking the New York Jets to win the AFC East. Uh, yeah. but <laughs> if you want to tune in for the other divisions, um, uh, come listen to that. And wow, week zero, week one, right around the corner. I, I my my guilty my guilty pleasure right now is asking Siri how many days until uh, week one <laughs> NFL. So uh, I'm I'm hyped. Me too. Eight days till Notre Dame Navy. I never thought I would be so excited for Notre Dame to play Navy, but (laughs) (laughs) we're here. Yeah. In Ireland, baby, Sam Hartman. He's about to, he's about to change up the world's view on him. Hopefully, hopefully in a good way. Last year, week zero worked out good for me, Chip. Remember that? That was, oh yeah. I loved week zero last year. That was Bo Nix. This year, they didn't work out good for me, but it worked out good for you. (laughs) This year, they're giving me (laughs) Sam Hartman. It's, it's really classic that these are the two quarterbacks that they give me on week zero, like back to back years where I've been, 
they've been my two favorite guys uh, uh, delusionally, but whatever. You <laughs> called Bo Nix last year, man. Bo Nix was was amazing last year. We'll talk about yeah. the Pac-12 because we'll see. We'll see, man. Some DJ talk in the next episode. For me, anyway. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Greg, any last words? No, no. Stick with us. You know, like you said, we're doing weekly episodes for the NFL. We do weekly episodes for the college as well. So it's going to be a long season. It's going to be a fun season. I'm excited that it's here. I'm excited to do these last couple preview episodes because it we're sharing picks. We're sharing information. I mean, I got some picks out of this. I wrote down on my Excel sheet. I'm going to be putting those in. So ready for it excited dude i can't wait for the full nfl slates man we're almost back greg we're almost yeah back. penn state <laughs> plus a thousand going defeated putting that in as soon as we're done oh, boy. let's go you guys are gonna look really smart man if that happens <laughs> let's go let's go all right we out say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.